You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at whopetspod.com. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Gerald Glassford, come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to sports right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Lakerholics.com, the great folks at LakersBall.com, and of course the Hoopheads Podcast Network, where they have a ton of great NBA shows because we're now talking NBA games once again. It is sincerely appreciated. The Lakers with drama and tension, even on an off week where everybody should be vacationing, still is abound with tension growing seemingly every single day between LeBron James and the front office and Clutch Sports, where Supposedly ESPN got sources saying that the head of Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, had to go ahead and speak to the Lakers front office and Jeannie Buss herself about the problems they're in. And we'll see what happens there. But there are now definitely, I feel, some problems right now in Lakerland when it comes to the tension between LeBron James, the inactivity at the trade deadline, and Rob Palenka going forward. But the Lakers start their post-All-Star game stretch the last 23 some odd games with a tilt against the cross rival clippers and unfortunately after a nip and tuck battle where the lakers really went down and looked terrible in the second quarter looks great in the third quarter and then the fourth quarter faded to the point where after many just poor executed plays down the stretch unfortunately could not keep a small lead that they had heading into the fourth quarter and at the early part of the fourth quarter. And even with a newly installed Austin Reeves in the starting lineup could not overcome the Los Angeles Clippers. And they end up losing in a very close nip and tuck battle, 105 to 102, in a highly controversial game because the last seemingly two minutes of the game took over a half hour to complete because of replays and reviews and, calls that just probably weren't going our way anyways but you know what it should have but again we've had this issue all year long but here today to talk about the game and the ongoing trouble of the organization that they're having are two great guests indeed first up i'm going to go ahead and start off with the man himself 
He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Oh, oh I'm sorry. We're going to go ahead and say, first off, we have to delay the show because we're going to go ahead and look at a review. So just want to let you know, we're going to go ahead with the controversial call that maybe Joe Soro just made right now. So go ahead to the uh, sidelines right now. So let's wait 10 to 15 minutes so we can go ahead and start again. But all that aside, the Lakers, even with all the controversial calls that they didn't get, they just didn't execute down the stretch. So, you know what? Unfortunately, it's a thing of same old, same old for this time of the season. There's no way you can say it was unexpected. Yes. Um, and in a close game, you know, the Clippers players basically seem to come through better than our players do. Um, they had a hot first half, and we got behind again. And it's an uphill battle when you get behind like that. And even when you finally get ahead and you have a six-point lead, a couple of tough Drives to the paint by LeBron, a couple of turnovers by LeBron, a little bit of father time showing on LeBron in the, those last few minutes. Which shouldn't uh, have happened, quite frankly, after an all-star break, you know, at least five days off. So. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like everything else in the league, it's matchups. You know, the Clippers, the Clippers are a tough matchup for us. Even without their two stars, they're still a tough matchup. Reggie Jackson has taken that opportunity and, and is really playing terrific. I thought it's interesting because one of the sub stories of the of the of the night was how they all bragged last time about being able to pick on on Austin Reeves on defense that we were they were targeting him the whole game and they targeted him this whole game too and uh, he had a couple of stunning plays that were just terrific defense he had two blocks that were just spectacular blocks and so he's 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 coming along and playing well this was one of those games that was just the same team you know it were we're two players short of being two players short, you know? So it's uh, it'll be interesting to see if we can do anything else in the games going forward because this is one of the games you needed to win. We were tied in the loss column with the Clippers at 31, and now they're one game ahead of us. We have them in a few more days, so hopefully we can play better that game. I thought Dwight played a great first half, you know? He had um, the nine rebounds in the first quarter. Yeah. We didn't go to him. We didn't go to him much in the second half that I can recall. And it's kind of interesting because we also had Zubak and foul trouble. So I, you know, I, I haven't. I, I got to go back and look at the look at the game lineups and see how that really worked out. Man, Luke Kennard. I have to admit that man has shown me that I made a bad judgment when I didn't think he was a, worth the trade that the Clippers got him because, at least against the Lakers, that guy is just lights out. This will probably be Frank Vogel's last swoon if the team can't do any better than this the rest of the way, um, one way or another. And uh, we'll see what happens. Um, at least we had a nice, you know, a nice meeting between Rich Paul and LeBron James and uh, Rob Salika and Jeannie Buss. Yep. Interesting that one thing that wasn't at that meeting were any of the Ramby. Um, you know, they didn't, neither Linda nor Kurt were at attendance of the meeting. That's a good sign in my mind. And then all of the this things they listed that were in total agreement now with the team and the agency and so forth, that they're they're going to go out aggressively for this summer to really upgrade the team and, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. There was nothing said about the coaching staff at all, either in any of the comments or, or things. So there's a couple of things to read into that situation. I think it's a good thing because I think that I think that the Lakers have made their bed with LeBron James. There's still a couple of years of 
potential championship value in there. And we've done a terrible job of taking advantage of that part of it. And LeBron and Rich Paul agreed to it was the decision that they pushed on the team about Russ Westbrook. So it's just one of those situations where they've got to now find a way to get out of it. And unfortunately, they won't have Anthony Davis for a good portion of that time that that they'll have to figure this whole thing out. So it's going to be a difficult route. And the obvious scapegoat will be the coach. And and there were times in the fourth quarter of the night when I just said, you know, what kind of offense are we running, you know? A lot of isolation, again, lack of movement. I know know, uh, Jefferson, actually, from ESPN, he pointed that out. So I think that was a very astute observation that the Lakers don't run a lot of motion, which I think is to their detriment, because when they do, they seem to find – Little nooks and crannies in the in the defense. Well, we, the thing is, we run it. We'll run it for like five or six minutes beautifully with LeBron at the center position, mm-hmm. and with and great then they go away from great it. moving and great cutting and movement. And yet, we'll go into these these stale periods of old school basketball where it's just ISO basketball, you know, and it just uses up so much of the clock. And and well, you yeah, saw it here today, especially in that last defend, minute. It makes it easy to defend the other team, you know, because if you just think of all of the times you've ever played basketball, the player that nobody wants to guard is that fool that never stops running. You know, it's that guy that's just always in motion. That's the guy you don't want to guard because he'll just wear you out at the other end of the court. Well, you saw it in the last minute because, again, there were several times – back- right leading to a poor shot from Carmelo Anthony and also a poor shot from LeBron James. And again, the, the execution down the stretch, like you said, that's something I think the coaches can help with to negotiate better plays to get this offense going more fluently at the, at the most important times of the game. Well, when you're a superstar driven, you have to find those moments in the game because so much of the game is, is a read and react game. And especially when it's played in the full court version that we're seeing being played today, you can you can have five or six possessions in a row where you don't have a chance to even call a player slow down action because yeah. you just you're just firing away and it's great when it's on it's great when it's your team that's doing it but it's horrible when the other team is the team that's doing it to you and the Lakers there were several times you know I always talked about this the points to break the points to break a game open. We had a six-point lead for so many opportunities where we missed opportunities to break that to an eight- or a nine-point lead. I remember distinctly THT having a chance to go ahead and put, like you said, the Lakers to an eight- to ten-point lead, and unfortunately he failed, and on the other end they give up a three. So that's definitely all, see what Those you're are always about. five- or six-point turnarounds, yeah. Gerald. They always are. You know, Absolutely. So at any, any rate, at this point in season, the only thing we can say is, hey, it's only one game. Well, that's what we've been saying. Oh, that's actually the theme for our season, I think. You've been saying that since the first game. It's only one game, but that's now all adding up to a season. It's amazing how you can apply that statement to almost anything you want. Yes. Well, it's now adding up to a season we probably soon will forget. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, So you had watched The Tomorrow War before The Matrix. Yes. You forced me down. I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing. I would say The Matrix Resurrections. 
really funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But also here today is a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you back again. We're having a week off. We gave you a week off of the stress. Obviously, the tension's still there in the Lakerland with LeBron and all that going on with Clutch Sports and the ownership and the management, all that going on. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. we got to go ahead and, and go to the review center again because we've got another controversial call that this time Laker Tom did. So, you know, we got to go back for another 15 minutes this time around. What a waste as far as it's concerned. Make the decision. Make it soon. Make it quick. Keep it flowing. That's what I tell the NBA. they got to do something about that. But that aside, of course, the Lakers didn't get the majority of those calls there either. But still, when it comes down to it in the last minute, the poor execution is what cost them dearly. I don't want to sound redundant. You guys have touched on all the main topics in terms that's of okay. Going. We're here, we're vent session, my friend. Well, I, I do I do I do have something to say that's gonna be a and little And I'm not bit... a therapist where I charge by the hour. So it's good. That's good here. I again I, I think I've I've said it in other shows enough. I've showed enough emotion on it. The Lakers are a broken team. They are fundamentally uh, I don't even know if an F grade would be even warranted. It, it's lower than an F. It's a it's a G if that that existed. <laughs> their their fundamentals are absolutely. To the, and I think the frustration is, you know, we're sitting here comparing the Lakers to the Clippers. I don't even know who half the players on the Clippers are. Okay, now I know who they are, but I don't know who they are. So the fact that we're – and the fact that they're – I don't know. He's playing like Carl Malone. Uh, at, is Marcus Morris now Carl Malone of our era? I mean, he doesn't miss from 15 feet. It, okay. I, I don't under – go ahead. Well, I'm going to say he only scored 10 points in the game, but still, I mean, with his presence and then Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann – and then, of course, the bench totally outscored our bench, and that was a very unfortunate. You know, I mean, Carmelo Anthony at THT actually had solid games. Monk had an off game. Yeah, Monk had an off game, which is very disappointing. Again, it comes down to please start Monk. You need to start Monk to get him those kind of minutes, which will get him into a comfortable position. You but, can't start everyone, Gerald. You need somebody no. off the bench. And- well, I, I'm all for Russell Westbrook off the bench, my friend. That's I'm off. I'm I'm all for Russell Westbrook never playing a game, and I <laughs> I, I think they, I think at, at this point they. Can you say Kemba Walker? I I I I don't. Okay, so we've been talking about the same subject for what three months now, and it's gotten worse and worse. And you know, comparing the Lakers to the to the, to the Clippers is 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 it's just not accurate. You're. You're talking We're about comparing the Clippers without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Without Paul George, without Kawhi Leonard. Now you have LeBron James, who all freaking week I kept hearing about him. Is he one or two? Is he one or two? I'm so tired of hearing that stupid top two, top three discussion. Okay, LeBron James. LeBron James. You have LeBron James on your team. You. 
when he plays, you have Anthony Davis. You 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 need to uh, you, you're held to a different standard. And LeBron is in this game. He's playing well. That that should be enough. If he's one of the greatest or the greatest, that the fundamentals should be there. Okay. If well, he, he actually a- had a he actually had a really bad game today. I mean. But that's the thing. The Lakers, even when he has a bad game like this, because he has had so many good games, which he doesn't get support on. When it's he not has the game. A bad game. It's not. It's, it's, I don't know how to explain he, he, this. He needs to get the kind of support. And it's now that's not, out there. It's not, it's not about, I think we get intoxicated by the numbers. The era of the NBA right now is exactly like the NFL in that a, a guy who gets 20 points, 10 rebounds, and eight assists, it, that, that number used to mean something 15 years ago. It doesn't mean anything anymore now. Well, he did shoot 6 of 18, 2 of 8 from 3, and had 6 turnovers. Yes, he had 21 points, but his streak is broken there for 25 I don't games. Know. Stats in the NBA mean nothing. I don't – I don't. it's just like a 300-yard uh, passer in the NFL right now. They don't. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't mean you have Kirk Cousins in Minnesota who throws that every game, and they're nine and seven or nine and eight every year. The point is, there are certain veteran decision making that is not happening with all time greats who are playing well. Now, if they were Robert Parrish in 1996, yeah, I, I get that. If he's not doing well, or John Sally, which is not an all-time great, but John Sally, I remember in in two in two thousand, he he looked like a a a a, 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 a zebra with one with three legs. He he couldn't move on the court. Point is, there are certain things that are not getting done that should get done because there's enough experience, there's enough skill set still there, and it, it's just not working. Now the NBA product took a massive hit, at least for me. Watching those refs waste, I don't know, what was it, 20 minutes on decisions. Just, I've been saying this for, for, for a while, especially on Lakers ball. I'm like, this ha- Adam Silver has to stop this. This is really killing the game. The last two minutes took like over a half an hour in real it's, time. It's, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. I'm turning into the get off my lawn guy. But at the same time, I'm also sitting back going, there's validity here. It's really Lake, bad. Laker Tom, we have Clint Eastwood and El Camino here. Uh, well, you, you mean um, El, El Torino? El, El, El Torino. No, was it, was it El Camino? I thought it was El Camino. <laughs> no, it's Gran Torino. Sorry. Gran Tor- yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Right. No, I don't want. Look, I embrace modern technology. I embrace a lot of things that happen now. But the NBA is absolutely just a just a crap product right now. I've watched enough basketball in my life to know that there is a problem here. Do people care? Are their TV contracts too big where it doesn't really matter? And I feel like a lot of times, I think the pandemic really showed that fans don't really matter anymore because if it did matter, it, this would be a problem and it'd be, get, it would get fixed. But if this looks like the TV contracts and the advertisements and the gambling, the gambling, the gambling changed everything once it's, once it got embraced. And at that point, the the owners don't care. They don't care about anything other than, okay, just make sure the game is being played. We get all the advertising money. We get all the gambling going. We got the TV contracts. If people don't show up to the games, who cares? And that's exactly what happened, right? During the pandemic, 
People didn't show up. They still made money. They still did their thing. Yeah, they said, oh, well, we lost some money here and there. I don't believe it. Bottom line is the product is trash. And again, I'm tired of being angry at stupid stuff. I, I don't know are what to do. Are we talking about the entire NBA product, Joe, every, or are we talking about... Every, uh, well, every yeah, he's, he's talking about yes. Yes. the whole... the whole product. It's hard to separate as a Laker fan. The whole product, the Lakers just really oh. stink right now. Right. There is zero leadership. You have someone yeah. who's an agent doing meetings with the Laker owners on settling things down. Like, why is that even a discussion? If I'm an owner of a of the LA it's Lakers, to prevent, it's a discussion to prevent a situation like happened with Kobe and Shaq, where we ended up making a decision. Or we're like hard over to trade, you know, like, you know one of our two superstars. I don't. I, I think that's apples and oranges. I think that the problem with the problem with Kobe and Shaq had nothing to do with management or a coach or any of that. It was simply ego of Kobe wanting to play as the main guy. And a lot but of he people, also well, hold on. He was also upset with Shaq's habits as far as yeah, off Shaq coming. Shaq getting. Well, on company time, you know, getting yeah. in shape on company time. Yeah, there was, it's a whole combination um, of things. But, yeah, I know that's what, that it, was one of the things. It's not – again, guys, the products is really bad. I, I don't even – I hardly watch non-Laker games. I used to watch a lot of basketball back in the day, and, and, and it's not a I'm, – I'm more financially settled now. I have more resources to get any footage, any TV, any – I have all that stuff now, so I can watch whatever I want, but I'm I'm finding myself less and less interested because of this just product is this crap. It's just the 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 offenses. Uh Tom, you said something. I, I I bet you we were thinking the same at the same time. The movement. I'm sitting there watching someone cut to the freaking hole. Yeah, cut to the basket. We someone, where are you? So again, I know I'm not going crazy here. Again, I'm I'm I embrace modern things. I'm not I'm not the get off my lawn guy, but there's fundamentals that have been lost. Well, is- a lot of it, a lot of it too, is just the lineups on every team have been screwier than hell this year. It's just been COVID, the combination between COVID and and what seems to be an abnormal amount number of Star players, you know, you know what hurt, you know what bothers me, you know what really bothers me. I, I remember after we won the title, it's the dilution of the. It, hold on a second, Joe. It's the dilution sure. of the team by the freedom of movement of the players, and Harden just two out of three years talking, basically being a bad enough teammate that they finally. Well, it all depends on the on the roster that you have, though. I know, you know, Felix- it's, it's not like when I was a kid and a Yankee fan. I could memorize the lineup, and it was good for five or six years. Well, let me just let me just say this, guys. I mean, we have a regular viewer that Felix he stops and he comments about how he thinks the Lakers play a lot more closer to the Golden State Warriors. I disagree. When I see the Warriors, I see a lot of motion offense, everything they can to go ahead and get either Curry, Thompson, or Poole off and around screens, having them run around in order to go ahead and get open baskets right there for a three. Or cutting inside with Porter or any, let's say, Peyton Jr., he gets a lot of dunks off their movement. The thing is, if you have an offense that creates movement, that creates more opportunities. But again, if you have these players like Harden, LeBron, and you have these guys that just isolate the ball and they dribble the ball for 20 seconds, 
that's really hard to go ahead and create an offense. You love that as a defender. Yeah. Guarding the guy who lines it easier. 20 seconds. I'm going to go back to to, to telling you the difference between uh, the true greats to me. Again, my my definition of great is very different than I think 99% of the population, especially nowadays with all the – the, the people being elected into the Hall of Fame in the NFL and the NBA, it's just like, what? How the hell did they get in the – and the thing is that it's become a popularity contest. And then when you factor in the James Hardens and the LeBron James and their games and why veterans that have been in the league 12, 13, 19 years, why they're not doing the simple thing. So then, again, I'm going to revert back to watching The Last Dance, and I hate, I, I have to use this as a reference because – there was a there was a moment when Phil Jackson took over for Doug Collins that you know he had to convince Michael Jordan that he needs to pass the freaking ball, and what changed when he did that? Well, you didn't have to worry about the triple teams and the double teams, and the offense ran a certain way where it created that opportunity. We don't have any of that anymore. Now it's James Harden doesn't get what he wants; he wants to get traded, and he gets he it's it's obliged at that point. And you're, you're sitting there going, you're teaching kids, you're teaching society, you're teaching everyone that, hey, when you feel uncomfortable, just quit until you go where you want to go. And if you're good enough, if you're one of the top five players, you can probably pull it. Well, up. I'm sorry. I don't, I've never considered, you know, James, I mean, I've Joe, never considered. I've never considered. I'll say LeBron. LeBron the choir, Joe, because I don't disagree with any of the stuff you're saying. The lack of fundamentals. I'll, I'll give the, I'll the give, quality of play in the league right now at this point in time. The last two or three years, the last three years with COVID, has has really been subpar, um, and it's been a, like a battle for what is the worst. Are these three COVID years going to be the three most difficult or the three easiest? championships that anybody's ever won. there's some truth to that but i did see it's, something it's that wacky I, though you know i did see something in that finals or even in that run a little bit that the lakers had where mm-hmm. i saw a team because i said this years before covid and all that i said with all the the three-point happy type stuff that's going on i said the, the coach or the team that stipends that 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 philosophy is is gonna is gonna once that team comes, then that that issue is gonna go away a little bit. And Anthony Davis's uh, performance in that run gave me hope, especially in the last game. That guys, if you play defense like this, you're gonna bring back a little bit of the old school way of playing playing basketball. Old school. As it wasn't it wasn't just defense too. They both shot lights out. LeBron yeah. and AD. You know, here here's the thing that's that's sort of been bothering me all night long. I'm trying to find the answer to it, it which is that why would a team with even even with the injuries, you know, and even with the even with the COVID situation and so forth, and having their two two of their their stars, LeBron and AD, miss significant time with multiple injuries. Even with all of those things happening, and even when you look back at last year, is it the coaching? Is it, you know, it's really starting to strike me that watching at the end of the game, just the lack of preparation 
that the team was totally rely upon upon LeBron creating. Well, that first let me and, and that also that. the the simple fact of the statistics that this year's team we've always won the LeBron minutes up until this year. And Can I, I, I have an answer. I have an answer. Yeah. I have an I'm answer. starting. Yeah. Well, let me, let me put my, let me answer my own question first, Joe, and then I'll give you the floor. Um, I do think it is partly the coaching. Part of it may be that Frank's not a raw, raw motivator. You know, he's sort of the guy who keeps everybody Well, let me just say this. Let me just say this, Tom, because I think it comes down to, like, for instance, in the last few seconds in regards to the replays that we talked about, the first major replay where it was in question in regards to LeBron yeah, and Covington. I would have bounds as fast as I could. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what yeah. you're taught. And it, they didn't. So like snapping, Lue, that's like snapping the ball in football. You know? Yeah, that Tyron Lou was able to go ahead and call that and get that and get that call simply because they didn't react fast yeah. enough. And the coaches did. But that's not, not why I'd hire fire a coach. The way no, the team it's just played. little things. It's the just way the team played in the lineup last changes. five minutes with a five point lead and five minutes to go. Yeah, the execution down the stretch. Yeah, those, this, it's a combination. It's a myriad of things. I understand that, and I agree with you on that. So I you think know, obviously I, I saw, something they now have to look at. Seriously. Frank Frank cannot make Russell Westbrook make a layup or LeBron make a layup or not throw the ball to Melo and then Melo decides to shoot from 30 feet. This is the stuff that's been going on. It's, it's obvious they've tuned him out to some degree, right? Isn't that what it is? And why is Ty why is Ty Lu succeeding with this particular group without Paul George and And why are they able to stay afloat? I'll tell you why. Because they're young players. They're young, they're hungry, they're trying to prove themselves. They don't have any room to be divas. So of course they're gonna listen to instructions. They're gonna listen to all of them. Well, not all of them. I think it's even simpler. I think look when you look at because I think it's well, that, let, let Joe finish. and it's okay, they were it's okay. actually have more talent. I mean, we don't have a guy. I, I guess Monk is, is Reggie Jackson is our is Monk our version of Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann. He's those guys have been playing. I think we have, for, we have we have enough we have enough youthful talent on the team, and yeah. they've shown enough on there that they could they're capable. The issue is. It's very hard to be, and it's getting. It seems like it's gotten even worse. It, it was already bad before, but it's it's gotten really really bad to where NBA coaching is just not respected. It's just not. Um, Sam Mitchell, I, I hear him they, a lot. They on. pay him, you know, a tenth of what they pay the players. So, uh, 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 so yeah. How how is how is Frank Vogel, who makes what five million dollars a year? How is he going to tell a forty four? million dollar guy to hey you need to well, pay attention and, yeah um, and you know the history of the most vulnerable and and the escape the logical scapegoat for this whole situation and i'm actually one who who's been a big frank vogel supporter i loved how he made his adjustments i always root as a fan first for what i like to see right now but ha- having having spent a lifetime coaching kids I understand how important it is to have have solidity and and regularity and a, and a, and a, and everybody having a role that they know what the role is, even if they may not be happy with it at the moment. 
Um, so I've, I've always supported people having problems, players having problems more as a coach than I do as a fan. But Frank's, you know, Frank still makes like a reason is not, it's a total surprise to me to start, you know, and it's, it's, it's not only the inability to make the simple, easy solution. I mean, my God, Twitter has predicted what he should do in about four, the cases of four or five people from Andre Drummond to DeAndre Jordan and on, you know, I mean, it's, it's like a joke. It's, it's embarrassing as a Lakers fan, you know, when you talk to fans of other teams and they ask about, well, why is he, you know, why is he playing Avery Bradley? And, you know, slowly but surely now he's, he's finally seeming to come around it. But that, that part of it you could deal with because he, he at times has had the team play great defense. Like you were saying, Joe, in, in, during, the, during the bubble in the finals, I mean, man, we were unstoppable. But they we were playing guys, well. We had two guys hungry and begging to guard the other team's best player. And they were they, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They don't get enough credit also before the bubble, okay? Right. They started out, they, they were beating the teams. No they parade. Were we, I, we got no parade out of the whole thing, man. I, guys, I've been to two parades. Believe me, you're not missing anything. Um, no, don't go into the parade thing. We went on that for last week. Yeah, they, they, yeah it's, not, it's a completely overrated experience. That year, I remember it was the first week. AD, I said AD is going to win Defensive Player of the Year that year, and he yeah. he got robbed of that award that year. Now during that year, they were beating every team they were supposed to beat. They were losing to the really good teams, right? Then it shifted in like February, March. They ended up beating the Clippers the last two games, and they ended up beating and the Milwaukee. And the Bucks, uh, you yeah. know, so so there was this. What I, what then we got robbed. Then we got robbed, man, for four and a half months. Although it was a blessing in disguise. Well, but and then they got they got the rest that they needed. They did come back and they struggled initially during the regular season, quote unquote, part yeah, of the bubble. Those games didn't count because we, yeah, we but they worked on enough things that they yeah, were it didn't look the like they cared those eight exactly. games. Oh, yeah. that, that, there's a difference between knowing if they're playing bad and really not giving a flying f. Which... But, but they were already, they already proved earlier in the season before the four and a half month layoff that they could turn it on and dominate, you know, and dominate the best competitive competition that they had. Yeah. And so it wasn't totally a surprise at all that they all of a sudden in the playoffs started playing just like they did that last weekend before the league suspended play. We haven't seen I, that from this team this year. We're going to have to run this back. One more year at least, right? I mean, yeah, but it won't be say- with. We'll have a half a dozen of the same guys. Okay. So here's my question to you: but There'll Michael. be a lot of new guys here. There'll be new let's, starters. Three new starters. I'll tell you that. Let's for let's sure. let's talk. Let's talk shop here, Laker Tom and Gerald Glassford. What coach do you bring in that will keep the attention at an all time high with Mister? Uh, Mr. LeBron James, Mr. Talking about future stuff like he always does out of nowhere. And well, they're not are you going to be able to build? In, they're not going to bring a coach in that LeBron doesn't approve of. That's are you? Are that. you? So you're going to bring a coach in that LeBron approves of when he's only going to be yeah. here another year? What about AD? AD. Well, is- LeBron has to before LeBron has to before August fourth. He has he has until August fourth to agree to a two year extension. Okay. If he doesn't agree to a two-year extension, then I think there's a good chance that the Lakers would trade him. 
because even a team like the Cavaliers, they get them a year early, and and, and there's word that the Cavaliers aren't interested. But it's why the hell with the, why the heck with first of all, Dan, if, Dan, if why the heck would Dan Gilbert bring LeBron back for what? He's his team is rocking and rolling right well, now. He's, he's, gonna, and he's always hated. He's team. always hated LeBron in a certain sense. So. Yeah, and I don't blame him because I I'm, I'm starting to turn into Dan Gilbert myself. But, but it's what it's depressing the market. There's there's still if everybody's worried about Cleveland being able to sign him as a free agent because they can clear enough space easily so they have the cap space to do that. But they're going to have to draft the son, right? Yeah. The son and, the yeah. This, is gonna happen before, this would all happen this he's summer. At, he's 25 to 50 right now, depending but, on who you, you know, the Lakers That's not going to happen. as low as 45, depending you on know, who he's, he's done enough that the, the, the Palenka, 27 Palenka and, and then also and as well. have agreed probably essentially that, they're going to use the picks and they're going to take on contracts and they're, so that they can get rid of Russ and they're going to upgrade the team so that LeBron can win next year. And, we'll and LeBron is going and to, AD, as a result, LeBron AD, will sign the extension. And AD play, though, that's the, I think that's really the main problem here. LeBron is LeBron as much as he irritates the heck out of me, whatever. At least he shows yeah. up and plays. And his injuries are usually some kind of freak thing, right? He's usually there. But with AD... If AD's not playing 70 games a year and in the entire playoffs, what's the point? What, what, well, where to be a one championship center? Yeah. You know? Well, I, I think he's turning into Ralph Sampson, is what he's turning well, into. Well, but you know, we've seen, I've seen signs of defense from him this year, Joe, that, that were really impressive. And 100% agree. It's why I, I still think it's a problem with the coach, you know, and even though he may have been the right coach in the bubble with that group of guys. There's just something about they can't. He can't seem to put the right combinations together or push the right buttons to get these guys to play the way that they should, with with a sense of urgency when the season is going down the drain at you know at, at rapid pace. Who who do we bring in though? Who do you bring in? That's, well, I, that's a tough question, you know. Well, I don't think it, everything will clear up on that end until all the the season is done, yeah. and then maybe some coaches will either decide to go or leave. Mm-hmm. How parting the ways that maybe LeBron would be interested in. So I did see the Lakers firing. If he if he loses, if the Lakers lose four or five in a row right now, I, it's very likely that they could just fire him just to just to start the coaching search now, rather than having. Because what they don't want to do is to enter free agency and trade periods without knowing who the coach is and without having to spend time worrying about who they're going to hire to be the head coach and so forth. So there's something to be said about being able to freely go around and talk to people right now, you know, who who might be candidates for the job. And there's there's not much to be gained by everybody knows what Vogel's going to be replaced this summer by somebody. Absolutely. Again, who might be doing that? We don't know as of yet. I'm expecting or hoping anyways, I'm hoping that there'll be an organizational shakeup from the top down because this whole organization needs it. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers fast break podcast. Hey, Lakers fans looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news information original videos articles podcasts opinion pieces and discussions about the los angeles lakers will look no further than lakerholics.com 
with a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. The Lakers, they were leading in the fourth quarter, but poor execution down the stretch and a couple controversial calls later. And they end up losing 105 to 102. LeBron James struggled today with 21 points on six of 18 shooting and six turnovers. But good performance by Dwight Howard. Did want to mention him. We did mention him earlier in the show. 14 points, 16 rebounds, three block shots. Do want to mention Carmelo Anthony and Taylor Horton Tucker off the bench, 18 and 16 points respectively. Austin Reeves did get his first start, only six points, but still provided some key defense down the stretch that kept them in the game. But seven players in double figures for the Clippers, and that tells me right there that they were playing more as a team than the Lakers were down the stretch when they needed to get it done, and they did get it done. Right now, the Lakers are 27-32, and 32, still ninth place in the Western Conference. Now a full two and a half games behind the Clippers right now in ninth place and two and a half games ahead of Portland in 10th place right there for you. So... We'll see what happens, but New Orleans comes into town on Sunday. That's another team that needs to reevaluate whether or not they want to keep Zion long-term or if Zion's health is going to be a continual issue like Anthony Davis is going forward. So we'll see what happens there, but New Orleans comes in on Sunday. That's a 7 p.m. game, not the 6.30 game or 6 p.m. games that they usually have on Sunday. So it's a little bit later for everyone out there, so just want to make sure everyone knows that, but we'll be back for then. I do also want to mention that for everybody out there on YouTube next week, and also as well for all of our audio listeners on podcast outlets, I will be having an interview that I'm going to drop for you with award-winning author Jeff Perlman that I've already done. Actually, he wrote the book Showtime and also as well Three Ring Circus, but the book Showtime is one of his older books on the 80s dynasty, the Los Angeles Lakers, is now the reason why we have HBO Max's winning time coming on March the 6th. So looking forward to going ahead and showcasing that interview I have with him next week. And I'll go ahead and update you next week on what day that will exactly drop. But it is award-winning author Jeff Perlman talking about winning time, the whole series. He's actually already seen the series. He tells you his preferences, some of the things that happened, and how his life changed a little bit as far as what's gone on with winning time. So he'll talk about that and just some great subjects. I had a chance to sit down with him, so I will be playing that next week. But also as well, I want to make mention that Laker Tom has some great articles up right now at Lakerholics.com. Please go ahead and be part of the conversation there. I know Jamie Sweet, who was too frustrated at points of time during the broadcast today of the Lakers game, was very frustrated. So I think the reason why he's not here tonight because he was just very angry about what's going on. So I don't think he would have had a good temperament coming in here. I told him it'd be great radio, but he didn't seem to want to go ahead and <laughs> maybe uh, divulge too much on the air, but I'll tell you what guys, it's great having you here. Also follow ox 1947 at lakersball.com. They have a real game time chat session there each and every game that you got to be a part of. It's great. Indeed. I see ox 1947. He's always got the punches there for you right now. And he's great when it comes to LakersBall.com. But guys, before we head on out, I do want to mention as well, again, the fact that we're going to be here on Sunday night for the post game between New Orleans and the Los Angeles Lakers. Laker Tom, what you got cooking up at LakerHolics.com? Well, we've been talking a lot about... Uh, a lot of drinking. 
Yeah, something like that. It's about the size of it. I mean, it's such easy pickings when you when you're the Lakers and and you have something happening like LeBron making his comments that he was making him while he was in Cleveland. By the end of the week, it got to a point where where Rich Paul and and LeBron felt like they had to sit down with Jeannie and Rob and make sure that everybody understood, you know, that we're all on the, the same goal and the LeBron was going to stay in Los Angeles long term and he was not looking to move anywhere. We were not looking to change ownership, uh, change management of the team. We're happy with what Rob is doing and so forth. And we're working together to, and, and we're definitely going to make, well, a I'm big glad someone push. is happy with his performance because Pardon? Not I. I said, I'm glad someone is happy with his, performance well, because I'm not, you know, it, the last thing that they want to do is to shake the boat up to have the Lakers bring somebody in who they know they can't work with. They've worked well with Rob so far and it's been successful. They won a championship for a lot of franchises. That would be satisfactory. Yes. That's but we now live in a, what have you done for me lately? Society. In a row. But the last Lakers. thing they want to do is to upset LeBron has a one year to go. He doesn't want to waste that year not having a team that's going to be competitive. That's what this whole thing has been about, that he wanted to put the Lakers on notice that, you know, if you want me to be loyal, you got to, you got to sign, sign up now. You got to trade draft picks. You got to bring back contracts. We don't have draft picks anymore. (laughs) You know, you've got to, you've got to be willing to pay luxury taxes. You've got to do whatever you have to do and spend lavishly to win a championship, especially when you have me on your team and, what did they do with that $700 million that they got for crypto? Right. You know, the Lakers haven't been willing to do that. They haven't been willing to take contracts back. We could have signed well, the Lakers didn't get that, Joe. For a third year, but they wouldn't take a three-year contract. And they've been cheap. That's why we lost Caruso. And you notice it doesn't say crypto across the top of the building. I noticed that. the It's so frustrating because by they've historically been cheap on not matching what other teams spend on on training facilities for the team and, and so forth. They've, they've always, you know, they've never spent a lot of money on overseas coaches. They've never, they've never overseas scouts and so forth. They didn't really replace a whole lot of the coaching that we lost last year. They promoted guys that were very cheaply paid because, you know, and we don't really know how much success the buses are. I mean, because if Jeannie ever gives up power, it's going to be to Jesse or Joey. You know, it's they not going to be some outside company that sell they sell to. the team. To who, though? Whoever wants to pay enough money to go ahead, six, seven million dollars. Yeah, but you got to be willing to sell. Gonna You're going to need to get lucky this on This is the, not Heaven Can Wait. You know, it's not a movie where they you, get you need to find money that they'll turn it down. You, you need to get lucky and find a Bomber or a Paul Allen or something, someone who's there really are, entrenched. There are those that are out there, right there. But you know what? I'll just say this. Again, this organization from the top, down needs a cleansing i cannot say enough yeah, it's uh, it not going to happen the rock the boat the shake the boat it's not going to happen do it now they need to do it sooner rather than later well if it it, it probably won't happen but it should happen yeah, nonetheless it, yeah it's not but it, the problem is it's a family business and it well they've always they're still listening that to Magic Johnson, you know on you just what to take do. the money and run you just got to take the money and run but you got to go ahead and check out his article today, what can the Lakers do to convince LeBron James to extend his contract? Joe hey, Sorrell, want to make sure that we get in what you're doing at LakersBall.com. I mean, there you guys have great conversations there. Laker Tom is obviously a great part of Lakerholics.com, and he's very attentive. 
I wish I'm, though, I'm combative. I'm combative. The problem I'm... is I can't tease him about not checking out my the description on my great interview with Stone Hansen the other day on the Lakers and the NBA draft because the fact is I might guest on the Pop Culture Cosmos show. One of them, hey, am I on this week? I said, I, of course you are. You're in the description for the podcast. So you, nobody reads descriptions for the podcast anymore. They just read the titles. It's crazy. It, well, it, actually, it, it's not so crazy. It's it's uh, the the life of Lakers ball game time is sometimes combative. Tonight was I noticed that we have a couple of I hope they're listening. A couple of yahoos that that chime in every now and then that like to talk some smack, and the mods have to kind of go take it easy, guys. And <laughs> I I have to hold back. I hold back a lot during the day. Whether it's on Lakers fast break, whether it's on Lakers ball game time, whether it's Lakers ball discussions, my whole life is about holding back because what I really want to do is unleash every minute of the day because it makes me feel good. It sets the mood of the room virtually, literally, and within the let's say the real life world too. So you, I have to, I have to kind of scale back. Let people breathe a little bit. They're not used to that kind of confrontation. My body's wired for it. I think had I had I didn't care about people and ripping them off, I probably would have been good in New York being a a runner at the stock exchange or a stockbroker. So when you put all that together and you go to the Lakers site, that all plays a part, like mentally, how how I conduct things one little comment will set a, a blaze one 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 comment will start a fire really i never thought that would have happened and again <laughs> you've you've gotten you got a taste of it pretty much oh yeah i have the, was it the third show yes the third and show I, i'm not i'm not gonna lie it took a lot of energy to not really say what i wanted to say yeah, okay, and i did okay. it and, 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 and again this is something i've this is something i've I've gotten used to in my life because my wife has to, you know, she has to feel the brunt of things sometimes. And, and, and I, and I, and I scale back for her sake, for my kids sake, my friends don't invite me to certain places, rightfully so, because they know the room might end up changing when I get there. And a lot of times I won't even have to say a word. A lot of times I'll walk into a room and there's this, um, I always called it a chaperone type feeling. There's, oh, shoot, this guy just came in. I don't know who the hell it is. Uh, he looks like a guy that's, you know, I, I could never think of a word except chaperone. What happens when the, when the real teacher? spokesperson, maybe? Well, what happens when the real teacher comes in after you've been, Damage you know, control? No, 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 nothing like that. It's just people are uncomfortable with a six-foot-three, 270-pound man with a deep voice coming in looking like he's angry. I could be thinking about flowers at that moment, but they think I'm angry. Now, here's a great here's a great story that I'm going to tell you real quick before we Probably head like out. Like a praying mantis. I, I I was at my buddy's house, big Laker fan. We're Laker fan. We're watching the Utah series. This is back in like 2009, I think 2008, 2009. And I'm a firecracker, you know. I'll, the, the, there might be a play or something where I'm like, ah. And then I'm done. Like, there's no residual from it. It's just a, a reaction. Well, my buddy has a leather couch at his house. 
And my hand, when I when when I, I don't remember if it was Gasol missed a layup, I don't know what it was, something like that. But I slapped the couch and it was loud. And of course, I made a sound like, damn it, you know? And I remember later that night, my buddy telling me, dude, you completely shut the entire house down after that. And I didn't even pay attention to it. So it was at that moment I realized there's things that happen when I do things that people will will interpret in the complete opposite direction. So I have to be attentive to it and understand it because I don't want to make my friends and colleagues and and my family uncomfortable. You know, I I care about them. So I've been able to manage that. And then I kind of get it out when I go on the Lakers talk. I could talk to a bunch of, a lot of them are strangers. I've never seen them before and I don't really care. So if they get (laughs) insulted, I don't care. You know, what are you going to do? And I've had discussions. We remember that guy that said, come meet me in Temecula. Remember uh, they yes. wanted to fight? Okay, well, the irony in that, or the, coincidence, the coincidence there is I live in Temecula. <laughs> so anytime I get into something that's a little bit more kind of serious, I'm like, hey, man, I'm in Temecula. Come meet me in Temecula. <laughs> oh, so we have gosh. fun with it. We have fun with it. But I will tell you this, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. The only reason why I haven't unleashed is because there are other people responsible like you, like Tom. But there will be a time if I'm doing something public and I don't have any buffers. Buffers, yeah, I I might end up saying something that that's not that's controversial. And again, that's just the way I've lived my life. (laughs) Fair enough, indeed. But you can also hear him today, and also some of the things that he says during the course of the game at LakersBall.com. Be part of the conversation at both LakersBall.com and, of course, Lakerholics.com, where Laker Tom writes some great articles. He responds to your comments there. He responds to mine really good. So, <laughs> But also as well, Jamie Sweet's there doing his five things. Hopefully he'll – hopefully Jamie is actually calmed down because he was upset earlier. So I'm hoping he's, he's pretty calm. Plus, I hope to get on Sean Grice and Jamie Sweet back here in the not-too-distant future. I know L. Rob is also a very upset man because he was at the game today against the Clippers. He guaranteed we were going to win. Yeah, he did. So I'm, I'm hoping he'll come back on that. the show pretty soon so we can go was ahead. Charles Barkley? Uh, he was, you know, L. Rob, a good man. He he, he, he flew from Detroit to L.A. to go ahead and catch the game and Unfortunately, uh, you know, they didn't get it done. But once again, the Lakers did end up losing to the Clippers, 105 to 102. We will be back on Sunday. Just want to let you know once again, Sunday night for those on Facebook. Thank you so much for the people who followed us tonight and who just caught our show tonight and actually started following us because we're on the show tonight. So big shout out to Ferdinand and also Renard following us now on the Lakers Fast Break on Facebook. Was also as well, big shout out to the YouTube followers. And we're now over 100 strong, so thank you so much for watching us there. Love all the great comments that you provide there. And, of course, the hundreds and thousands of new listeners that we get each and every month right there at the Lakers Fast Break, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, guys, thank you so much again for being part of the show. We'll see you Sunday night around 930-ish Pacific time after the game against New Orleans. Of course, always right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.